Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel. I'm Oluwani Femi. And I'm Chingwazrim. So, yeah, what's popping? What's going on? Yes, for one, I'm excited about the blockchain summit that is coming on this wow. Saturday. I like the emphasis on excited. <laughs> <I'm> excited. <laughs> oh, and yeah. We are looking forward to it. Yeah, it's coming up this Saturday and it's promising. it promises to be mind-blowing and uh, we can't wait to have that discussion. Right, what's going on in the world of Web three, Bitcoin, NFTs, and all of that? So yeah, but today's podcast is not about crypto at all. So we chase Bolu away. It's not coming on today. <laughs> but shout out to Onome, our producer. She's here with us, smiling sheepishly. But we move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about taxes today. And it's a conversation most of us don't like to talk about, or we, we don't like to have it, but we just have to have it, right? I mean, most people don't like paying tax, and we always associate taxes with agorists or something. Uh, let's, let's, let's not go there, but the reality for Nigeria is we do not collect enough tax relative to other countries. So our tax would GDP ratio is quite low compared to other countries. It's around 6.1% the last time I checked compared to US and UK that are over 30%. So it seems the Federal Inland Revenue Service, which is Nigeria's tax regulator, is up to something new. And I'm hearing a lot of tech. I'm hearing a lot of machine learning. Yes, yeah. So what's going on? Before I tell you what is going on, okay. I think I know why people don't like hearing about tax, right? <laughs> it's more of what is coming out from my hand. It is less of how is my country going to cope? Is Forget Nigeria, remove Nigeria from there, just in my country. How mm-hmm. is my country going to cope because it is your tax that is supposed to make it grow instead of it going out to borrow more money, mm-hmm. right? And Imane mentioned um, tax to GDP ratio. So GDP is like a measurement of literally how rich is your country. Now, when you now compare it to the amount of tax coming in, it is very, very low in Nigeria. So, back to what Emmanuel said he had, and I had too. <laughs> <laughs> so, the FIRS, uh, Federal Inland Revenue Service, right, they are the one in charge of tax um, in, in charge of tax in Nigeria. So, they recently introduced an initiative called the Data for Tax Initiative. Um, it's supposed to help them discover and control the number of people that are evading tax in Nigeria, right? So this time last year, right, around May 2021, the FIRS instituted or created a department called Intelligence, Strategic and Data Mining and Analysis Department Right. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yes, I'll repeat that again. Intelligence, mm-hmm. strategic mm-hmm. data mining mm-hmm. and analysis department. Mm-hmm. So it was established in 2021. And the plan was to um, g- gather data using um, AI techniques, big data techniques, um, trend analysis and stuff like that, right? To be able to know the number of people that are evading tax. Right, and it's not, it's, it's, it's nice because globally, right, um, data mining is one of the techniques that is adopted to check fraud, yeah. right, to find out 
fraud and to also check it to reduce it so it is not bad to when you think about it but it seems it's coming late right we are not just knowing about technology <laughs> this age right but it's coming at a time when it's supposed to come well it is here now and since it has been and department has been established last last year what they've been doing is to get is to be gathering data right from mdas like ministries departments and other agencies the ones we know about are csc and nimc who are in charge of national identification number so in an interview with tax matters a program or a body that like educate people about tax yeah. right the the chairman of FIRS and the joint tax board Muhammad Nami he mentioned the stage they are at this point like in the past one year when they started this initiative and how do we want to do that we resolve to collaborate with the Nigeria uh, Identity Management Commission so that we use their database and through a concept we call data for tax initiative. So that if a marker buys a car, she has a unique identifier called name. She must be asked to disclose her name. If she's open a bank account, the same number. When she's going for international passport, the same number. When she's paying her school fees or the school fees of her brothers and sisters, she uses the same number. When she's acquiring land, she uses the same number. When you are investing in stocks, you use the same number. So when you have that and you have just a unique identity, which we call digital identity, when I tap your name and your name number, everything about you comes up. When you buy land, you see. When you sell it, you see. So the issue of networks in the user that are trying to dodge taxes. What stood out for me from what he said was NIN, right? Mm-hmm. Right. NIN is supposed like NIMC, the body in charge of issuing national education number in Nigeria. I'm sure you are not hearing it for the first time because some few weeks back it has caused the number of issues with people that didn't have name or have not linked it to their number. So it's not the first time you're hearing it. So NIMC is supposed to have like a database of all Nigerians, if all things being equal, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I believe that they can be able to um, get data from NIMC and and get um, companies' data from Corporate Affairs Commission, CAC, right? It, it will be able to to do this thing that you want to do, but all things are not equal, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a very, all very All things are not equal, Yeah, right? so to be fair, the NIN registration has been massive in the past one or two years, right? And from reports I just saw, 80.7 million Nigerians have gotten their NIN as of May 2022. So there are a lot of people in the database now. And if different government agencies start requiring the NIN to do anything. You want to buy land, you need your NIN. You want to uh, get your driver's license, you want to buy a car. Uh, so the government now actually knows that ah, you bought Toyota Corolla two years ago, but now you've upgraded to Range Rover. So let's upgrade these tax. <laughs> Levels have changed. Levels have changed. So I think in an ideal world, if you have money, 
and you are spending more money and you have more investment, you should be paying more tax mm. than if you are earning less and you have le- uh, less investment. So what happens with these kind of situations is people are trying, uh, rich people, for instance, some of them try to evade tax mm-hmm. by maybe making the owner of the company very, very anonymous. You see a company, you don't know who is behind it and mm. all of that. So mostly to avoid tax. So Yeah, so there is this thing that um, <clears throat> Mohammed mentioned going ahead in this conversation and he said this will help them not to focus more on the people that are already paying tax because mm-hmm. come to think of it, it's people that you have their data for paying tax that you will go after if mm. they miss it. But people that have always been evading it, right, who, um, that might even be um, people that have more money. You can't go after them because you don't have their data. But now when you have their data, you'll be able to uniformly follow everyone that's supposed to pay their tax and they will pay it. But something worries me, right? Mm-hmm. Something worries me. Nigerian MDAs, ministries, um, agencies, they're not very good with keeping data, right? From things that have happened in the past, right? Um, the, the very recent case that comes to my mind is people getting... Um, NIN, yes, through the NIMC app, right? People are getting several people's um, data, NIN and uh, encryption number from open open source, right? <laughs> Not <laughs> like it's supposed to be unique to you and it's all over the place. Somebody was even telling me that I don't want to mention the person's name. As there's somebody that you will just give them your details and the person will help you to retrieve your NIN. What if you just have my name and you just take it to that kind of person and the person you So we are not good with keeping data. Mm. But the person that is in charge of that department, that intelligence, strategic data mining and analysis department in FIRS, Kola Okwala, he has been in charge of that, of FRS's um, ICT department for like 10 years, right? And he said... Yeah, his responses are vague, right? Because he said, yeah, um, ISO compliant, yeah, ND, is it NDPR? Yeah, compliant. NDPR. But you can't say particular thing that they are doing because CSC will tell you they're ISO compliant, right? Okay. Many departments and ministries are telling you they're NDP compliant, but still, we are seeing citizens' um, data in open source. So, I'm worried about our data. <laughs> you keep saying open source. That's making me laugh. <laughs> Am I wrong? Please correct me. I don't know, no, how, no. I don't know the terms we use for this, but yes. Yeah, that's... A penetration... Pre- yeah, that's uh, pretty much what just... probably is, right? So, the data privacy aspect is an issue and an even bigger issue for me is, okay, even if after they've gathered these tax, there's this... Sorry to use this uh, yeah, secular audience, but there's a biblical term that says he who is faithful with little will also be faithful with <laughs> exactly. much. So exactly. So the small tags they've been collecting, what have mm. they been doing they with doing? it? The trust issue. So yes. yeah, the issue Nigerians of trust. Nigerians have distrust in the government. So even if you find me that I'm not paying tax, I will still find a way to evade. I'm not saying that. Sorry. Nifemi, you are going to evade tax. I can't evade Nifemi. No, no, no. See, my company is tax. Um, compliant, so there's no I can invade tax. Okay, so if you buy stock now, okay. 
they 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 remove it normally now. The people want to hear your answer. No, they they remove it like okay. automatically. All right. As long as I don't have to go and pay with my hand. Okay, <laughs> no problem. But anyway, that's that's the watch word, right? And it just it doesn't just apply to the government, right? You might be earning very very little amount of money now, and you are faithful with your tax, or you are not faithful with your tax. Meaning, if you are earning millions of naira in a month, you might you are likely not going to be faithful with your tax. So <laughs> I don't know. It's a watchword. Uh, it's a it's a call to action for everyone. Pay your tax. It's actually your civic duty. <laughs> if the government is not delivering on their their own civic duty, it should be delivering on yours. Should, it should be delivering on yours. Then you hold the government accountable. But Amen if the two of you are wrong, <laughs> you guys are turning to a pastor. But now <laughs> let's <laughs> let's preach, move. Preach, Emmanuel. <laughs> preach. Let's move on to. And uh, let's let's leave the government alone. Let's move on to companies and huge moves going on in the ecosystem. And t- today, we are discussing two very very big moves: Jumia and AutoCheck. So Jumia has just announced their quarterly results, and the results usually have the usual. But there's an interesting there's an interesting tidbit there. Jim, just just help us out. Okay, so before we get to the interesting part, let's start with um, Jumia. So usually if you hear Jumia these days, it's like, okay, what are you, what are you guys telling us again? It's it always was, in the news, right? Uh, not really always in the news, but I mean, they were once the darling of the Nigerian tech ecosystem, but now it's like, they're like that guy that never fulfilled his potential, but like, Ouch. in their... Yeah, that, Jumia, Jumia is still there. What? Okay. I mean, yes, you, you could be alive, but you're not living up to what people <laughs> expected you to be. And sometimes it's not even your fault. It's just forces beyond your control. If you're Jumia Isaac and you're listening to this, his name is Chingo Jim. I can look for him. <laughs> yeah, so um, it released the report yesterday and it's, it's just Q1. Yeah, Q1 2022. And um, usually they start out with the wins. Yep. So this time around, everything from orders to GMV and revenue all grew. So they had um, 9.3 million orders. Mm. And this is like up from 6.6 million in Q1 2021. Um, gross merchandise uh, value also grew from $198.9 to $252.7 million. So revenue also went from $33 million in Q1 2022 to 47.6 million in Q2, Q1 2020. No, 33 million in Q1 2021. Bele, bele. <laughs> to 47.6 million dollars in Q1 2022. Okay. So, um, usually there are some categories that like do better than the others. Mm-hmm. And this time around, FMCGs, electronics, phones, food delivery, they all agree. So, um, they, they, they report that FMCGs grew very well, mm-hmm. but there's something that they're tra- testing out that like helped that growth. So Jimmy, is, Jimmy now wants to deliver um, groceries to you, and they're oh, trying to cool. do that in less than an hour or one hour tops. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a category that kind of, let's say, helped. But yeah, that it grew. They had significant um, orders from that particular category. So yes. the other I was any special catch? Any special catch? Well, it's I, I, it, I think it's still in its early days, so I think it's probably too early to judge. Mm. But something else was food delivery and electronic sales; those ones also grew. And then 
the logistics platform was with you. So this time around, it shipped 3.3 million packages for over 900 um, users in Q1 2022. Okay, okay. I think we can all agree on something. Every year, everything about Jumia at least grows. Grows, yeah. But, but if something else grows alongside it, it yes. what's that? Your losses also grow. Okay, good. So as everything else is growing, your losses are Okay, please, how much does Jumia this time? So... Their losses grew this time, but I think what's more interesting is the fact that, um, you know, last the last time I think it was last year, we you, you wrote an article manual on their report, and you, they mentioned trying to cut down on advertising and marketing, mm-hmm. like cutting down how much they spend. Yeah. So and the reason is because it's one of the major um, expenses that they make. Yes. So they're also trying to do that this time around. They are pushing very, very hard to reduce it. So they already did that. Um, they, I think they want to keep it below $70 million, okay. which was what they did last year. But there's something that was very interesting for me, which is Jumia Pay. Okay. So I've used Jumia a few times, and anytime I use it, um, I don't use, I don't use Jumia Pay for my payment option. But I've always wondered why Jumia Pay was not like, will I, I say blowing up compared to their other services so apparently they got a payment service solutions um provider license pssp yeah from the cbn okay just last month a similar license to what so okay based on that they're now going to be processing third-party payments for businesses so maybe you have you have this e-commerce um, store or you just have to take payments, they can now facilitate that payment. So what's interesting to uh, for me is that that's like, in the long term, is one revenue stream that mm-hmm. they're unlocking. So we know how these guys make their money. Transaction <coughs> transaction um, charges. They make money from transaction charges. So Jumia is now going to be competing with Paystack, Flutterwave in that particular category. But there's still something else that was very okay. But before I before I go to what was very interesting to me from Jumia Pay is that 34 percent of orders placed on the Jumia platform in the in Q1 2022 were completed using Jumia Pay. So mm. that means adoption is growing. Okay. But there's something else they're trying, which is kind of funny. They are they're trialing the service an e-health or telehealth service. So basically, they want you. They want you to be able to get um, access to, mm-hmm. mo- to to doctors mm-hmm. for a subscription fee of one dollar. Okay. So already they are testing it out with a, a, through a partnership with CGAP. CGAP does a consultative group to assist the poor. And okay. That's like what I'm trying to figure out. So you're doing e-commerce, but you also want to do telehealth, mm. and you all know how that that industry itself is. So. Why is Jumia getting into the telehealth industry? Okay, Good so question. it's only the healthy can buy food on Jumia. Yeah. <laughs> only the healthy can purchase groceries on Jumia. So maybe that's why they want to do. But from a business perspective, um, I'm sorry, I can't say it. Nifemi, do you have any thoughts? Before I say my thoughts, are their shares increasing? I bought stock. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full disclosure, by the way, I have support. <laughs> yeah, their shares are, they, they, their shares are up. Following the report, Shabbat, let's hear your thoughts on health tech. Okay, so there is every chance that when you want to, when you've been struggling to at least 
balance your expenses, uh, your gains and your losses. After a long time, you want to try other verticals, right? Mm -hmm. So I think them choosing else, I, 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 don't want, I don't want to say I know the rationale behind it. But what I would think is that it looks like a low and gain fruit. Because as it's weird, they're already into fintech, right? Mm -hmm. um, E-commerce, payment and all. Yeah. Pay and all. So it's the closest mm. to, what the, to a new vertical that they can add. That's what I think. I don't. I why, why? Why is that the closest to a new vertical that you can add? It's an e-commerce company, right? There's a lot of other things. There's a lot of other things they could be doing, right? They could introduce storefronts for small businesses like Paystack yeah. and Flutterwave did. I mean, outside e-commerce. Outside e-commerce. Right. Outside fintech. Outside payment. Uh, but so I don't know. <laughs> okay. said he doesn't really see the business case there, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking a bit differently. So, um. One of the reasons health tech startups have not grown so much is the lack of funding. Okay. But Jimmy has instead like they have a show watches. Their marketing their marketing budget is even higher than what some startups raise. Yeah. Not some. The entire sector itself. In some mm. cases raise. Mm. So that's a lot of money if they want to go after people in that space so but do you think so that's a lot of money they usually pump into making sure their e-commerce business stay alive yeah so they have the luxury of moving into other verticals mm -hmm. mind you jumia pay is, a, is essentially a fintech company at this point yeah right it's a similar playbook to what alipay did with uh, alibaba did with alipay yeah then uh ebay at some point acquired paypal mm -hmm. i think that was in 2002 so their business cases are use nice use cases for uh, uh, developing a fintech vertical, right? So, yeah. what is the use case for health? Maybe you should investigate that uh, and so give us your insights. What of the super app? What of the super app? Do you want to go there? Okay, address <laughs> it in your article. And <laughs> we'll link it to the episode of the podcast. So, um, yes, a super app, right? Talking about startup expansion massive yeah. expansion and what comes into my mind is wechat like the global poster child for what the super app should be mm -hmm. but in terms of expansion we have another company that is quietly expanding right I had quietly. To, okay it's in the news man it's in the news but the last time i read of an expansion for auto check i think less than a year it was less than a year okay time is moving <laughs> fast two expansions actually a bit three Okay, okay. So the news. Autocheck has acquired a Moroccan auto company called Kifal to drive North Africa's expansion. So to drive the North African expansion. What's the deal behind that? What is the story there? So Autocheck, um sorry, Kifal also does the same thing Autocheck does. Okay. They just connect you to um you, you you want to sell your car, they connect you to it's just like a marketplace for used cars and okay. AutoCheck has been doing the same thing for quite a while now and this is like a, a play to get into the North African market so in the last one year like you're talking about they've gotten into Kenya they've gotten into Ghana they've gotten into Uganda, Uganda. so that's like East Africa covered West Africa covered to an extent now here's the next place North, North Africa. Africa so acquiring Kifad is like and it's a no-brainer because as part of the deal, the Kifal team still will be retained. The CEO will be retained. Uh, he'll be retained as 
like probably in the role of a country manager now but yeah he's going to be retained in the management team so this is like a a very easy way for them they go they have people that already have um, knowledge of the local market so they simply just go tap their knowledge tap their network tap their customers and everything and then it's probably similar or yeah similar to what Eden did um with their links um acquisition so so expansion now is easier with acquisition it makes it easier I mean, yeah, it makes yeah, it, it makes a lot of things easier. Especially in yeah. a different terrain. Yes, yes. Yeah, and as as far as Africa is concerned, it seems you are if you, if you've registered if you're a registered business in Nigeria and you're trying to expand to another country, it yeah, seems you're starting all over again, again. building a company afresh. So acquisition just makes things easier. So okay, agreed. The business case makes sense. Yeah. But the entire business model buy now pay later model for cars i mm. find it a bit <laughs> <sighs> okay what english do i use now an investigation i read on tech next shows me that these automobile companies are making up to 150 interest yeah. on car sales wow 150 interest mm. <laughs> so <laughs> so that is okay <laughs> Is that so, not too outrageous? 150%. That means you are paying double what I mean, the what's over it? more than double what the market price would normally be. We're no. setting the standard for outrageous here. Okay. See the thing is, <laughs> the thing is, you see. Task <laughs> correct me if I'm making any false claim, right? Automobiles yeah. cost a lot, right? Yeah. Now, given the terrain that we are, given the com- um, the kind of environment that we are. Like mm-hmm. that, people don't have too many loose cash to buy stuff that are costly, right? They mm-hmm. tend to spread it over a long period of time, right? And that is why, while growing up, our parents that worked in civil service, Nigerian civil service, they would tell you don't not to use bank loan to buy car because the interests are also high like this because you have to spread it over a long period of time, and before you are able to pay it up, finish the interest has gotten to that point that he's talking about, right? So, it's not like very, very strange. But when you are buying something that has a huge um, cash value, right? There's no how, and you don't have the money at hand, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to be, that thing is not even an, an asset as it were, it's a liability, yeah. right? And you still have to work to maintain it and everything. It will become a burden on you, right? So, I... I I don't really subscribe to this <laughs> um, buy now pay later for vehicle for to buy vehicles like mm. it's 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 dicey except you are paying like twice or paying okay. three times don't when you want to spread it over twelve months there's no way to not get out of hand. Well, uh, I see it a bit differently. Okay, okay let's hear your own. So <laughs> I I like the idea of paying um, a percentage. And then I get the car up front instead of like waiting until I have everything. So if you want to buy, if you want to buy a car in Nigeria right now, for most people you need to pay up front. Mm-hmm. And um, if you check car dealers, not auto check and the, and the likes, you'd see the cheapest cars you get are like a million naira, like good cars, not like they're about a million naira and above. So for the average Nigerian who is making like eight thousand naira a month, that's a lot of money to put up front. You probably have to save for about a year 
for two years for you to even have that money. So it's similar to what we always talk about houses. You pay your rent a year in advance, but you stay in the house for 12 months. You make mm-hmm. salary. Your salary is paid at the end of the month. So why don't we pay? And then for something like cars, why don't we just pay? And then since we keep on using it now, if you buy a good car, Nigerian roads aside, you mm-hmm. use a car for like five years. So why can't I pay over two years, for example? It's the interest that will finish you. Yes, the interest will finish you. But why are you saying me? I okay. said you are the one I subscribe <laughs> to. Okay, okay so fine. but this okay, let me give you my I just I checked average interest rates mm. for cars in the US and yeah. people with bad credit scores mm-hmm. have an annual interest rate of 18.59%. Yeah. Meaning if you even pay your loan for five years, you are mm. doing 92% mm. interest rate for wow. five years. Yeah. So why are we having 150%? Come on, come on. So don't worry, even, I won't that. Even <laughs> the predatory digital lending companies we are shouting about, the average interest rates fall between 20 to 50% per annum. Mm. Yeah, I feel, I feel your pain because <laughs> 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 no, like if you want to get a car on cars, 45, auto check and the likes, mm. I think the cheapest last I checked, you'll be paying like 200k monthly. Wow. So how many Nigerians make that much? So exactly. it makes me wonder how well are they doing? Yeah, mm. so mm. is it casting a shadow over all the buzz we are seeing on yeah online all yeah. the news we are seeing you're doing 200k every month it means for me to comfortably pay it i should be earning at least 300,000 yeah. so that wait you wait wait you use two-thirds of your salary to be financing yeah that's why i said so that you get it over with y- y- like get yeah. it over with okay. and the car Precious is, is saying 500,000 and that's so that you can stay very very comfortable but i'm just saying okay let's say i want to buy a car so desperately maybe i need to show off or that car is, <laughs> that is going to like upgrade my life mm-hmm. like significantly so i decide to buy that car and, and, put up, yeah, and convenience myself for the next two years which when i think about it is a lot of inconvenience, <laughs> inconvenience. but yeah let's let's just say worst case scenario i'm making three hundred thousand. that's that's still a significant amount of money for me to spend so First of all, how many Nigerians have been making three hundred thousand naira for them to inconvenience themselves? Mm -hmm. Because I saw (laughs) it's it's crazy. Because uh, why am I going to do that for two years? So I think we should go with um, Emmanuel's conspiracy theory Mm -hmm. that this are they making as much money as exactly? So they are using this as a trade-off, the trade-off or something to to cushion whatever risk. They are putting are you really, into, are they even doing that are they are they doing credit risk assessment because the rate i just mentioned was for someone with very bad credit score like mm. someone who uh, the automobile company would typically not want to give a loan people with good credit score are doing loan rate of 7.4 percent per annum and you know the funny thing banks actually give a lower um what do you call it interest. A lower interest rate for mm. cars than this mm. i think it's around 10%, 15%, I can't remember the specific fee, but they give a lower interest rate than this. So I'm just wondering why they are doing this. One, mm. because it makes no business sense. If this was in a place where the people didn't have alternatives, they had money to spare, then they probably do that. But this is Nigeria. Yeah. People don't have money to spare. So I remember the words of somebody that 
um, I listen to over the, wise the weekend. Man. Ah, I'm not saying it was <laughs> somebody I listen to over the weekend. <laughs> was he was teaching a group of us about financial discipline, right? And he mentioned that don't get a car if you can't afford it. Like, <laughs> so <laughs> don't borrow afford, money to get a car. Being able to afford something is relative, right? Mm-hmm. I might not be able to afford an item by paying for it once. But yeah. if I pay for it in 12 months, I can afford it. No. N- see, if you pay for it in 12 months with mm. a very reasonable interest rate, you can afford it. But if that interest rate is going to break your back, you can't afford it. Well, which is actually what we are trying to say. I mean, I just saw an example now. Right? If you walk into any car dealership in Nigeria, yeah. a typical Toyota car, let's say a Toyota Corolla, cost between 1.3 Which of them do you buy you buy do you buy to it <laughs> stop it <laughs> so typical Toyota Corolla for used cars mm. goes between 1.3 million to 2.2 million this yeah. is 2005 so it's quite old mm. on auto check it costs between 2.8 million to 3.2 million how does wow. that make any sense that you're making almost a 100% profit from that so that's like Man, that's crazy. Then you also have to think about maintenance. Yeah. I mean, exactly. fuel keeps going I up every day. You have mechanics you made from hell. <laughs> <laughs> you have to buy so, fuel. Your the roads are bad. You have to fix the absorber and everything. You may go and park somewhere and nobody will carry carry your car. You have to pay like 25k. Yeah. Or Police can catch you. Or go stage revenue service. Okay. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's outrageous actually, but it, it's it's in the environment we found ourselves. It's crazy that almost every day we are talking about startups. We are literally casting lights, like casting doubts on their business models. Honestly, we need to actually. So I I hear people say building is hard. Yes, it's hard, but please don't lie to us. Mm. Tell us that this this binary letter is for rich people. Don't say it's for affordability. Exactly. Come on. Okay. Thank you for listening to this uh, moment, and uh, I'm ending it abruptly here because before I can just yeah yeah vexing. I'm about to get annoyed. I mean, I should be saving for car now, but see me, I'm trekking <laughs> to my estate gates. But no problem. <laughs> I mean, you mean in an estate? <laughs> Why did I carry myself to an estate? Okay, so yeah, thank you for listening to us, and uh, it's been an interesting conversation. And yeah. I'm sure you have thoughts about the whole FRS things. They're about to follow you everywhere you go, and please pay your tax. Because I follow the money. Yeah, they're going to follow the money. Please pay your tax. I cannot beg for you. Then <laughs> we have Jumia and their interesting moves, always iterating. And I find myself rooting for them. It's not because I have stocks on Jumia. <laughs> I'm telling you that. <laughs> finally, we have AutoCheck's expansion. The expansion is massive. It's nice, but please come on. 150% interest rate. AutoCheck. It's if you are listening to this, privilege. better car too. Cars 45. Please, if you are listening, help our lives. So. Yeah, you can tweet at us with the hashtag #TechPointAfricaPodcast, or you can email us with the email podcast at TechPointAfrica. And if you are listening to us for the first time, or you've been listening to us and you've not been sharing, where else can you find this podcast? Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Pod- iHeart Radio, Podcast Addict, okay. and everywhere else you find your podcast. <laughs> you don't have to be giving us eyes while you're telling us. <laughs> <laughs> We're not waiting for you to fumble. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next week, and uh, I'm sure we are going to have a lot of interesting conversations. Bye bye. Don't forget if you have registered for the 
Tech Point um, Africa Blockchain Summit. Make sure you attend. And if you've not registered, you can register free online. Yeah. We have a, few, a very few late bed tickets available. If it's not sold out yet, register with that. So we just hope to see you around. Come and learn. This buzz is not for nothing. Come and mm. learn. All right. Bye, everyone. Okay, see you on Saturday. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>